welcome to the New Zealand Initiatives podcast. I'm Chelsea Killick and I'm joined by Oliver Hartwich, our Executive Director. Welcome, Oliver. Hi, Chelsea. Right, in your latest newsroom column, you've, you're claiming that the next Euro crisis has just begun. Can you explain this, please? I'll try my best. <laughs> um, my column looks at inflation figures for Europe. You know, in Europe... First of all, the growth forecast is pretty good for most European countries. They are supposed to grow between 3 and 6% this year and next. At the same time, inflation is on the way up in Europe. So it's currently standing at about 2.5% for Spain and Germany. It's a bit lower in Italy or France. The Bundesbank, the German Central Bank, predicts that by the end of the year, we might see inflation of around 4% in Germany. So when you've got economies growing that fast. And when you have inflation coming up, you would kind of think that central banks would try to steer against it. They would try to bring down inflation rates. That means they're getting out of their ultra-loose monetary policy. They would increase interest rates again and try to fight inflation. But as I point out in my piece, that's not going to happen. So the European Central Bank is not going to do anything against this. Why not? Yeah, that's my fear. I think the European Central Bank will just stay the course and continue with quantitative easing that is printing money. They will keep interest rates as low as they are. So currently the deposit interest rate for European banks is minus 0.5%. Minus. Yes. So that means that by the end of the year, if the Bundesbank is correct, German savers would face negative interest rates of about 4% effectively on their savings. Wouldn't they just be taking their money out of the bank and putting it under their Yes, 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 <laughs> or indeed. Or investing in housing? And indeed, that, that's been happening already. Um, that's been happening for the past decade. And mm. you can see this in the stock market. You can see it in the property market. So savers, rather than seeing their money slowly melt in their bank accounts, are taking or the money out. Exactly. So they're taking it out and put it into assets, other assets. And still... This is not a good situation for a central bank to be in, especially a central bank uh, whose mandate is price stability. So you would hope that a central bank facing the prospect of inflation would gradually move towards more normal interest rates, get out of this negative territory, stop quantitative easing and fight price inflation. But it's not happening. And the reason why it's not happening is why I wrote this piece and why I'm predicting that the next euro crisis has only just begun. If you look at the level of indebtedness, public debt across Europe, the figures are startling. Top of the list, once again, Greece. Mm. I mean, never mind the fact that Greece has been bailed out several times now in the last decade, but Greek debt to GDP is 210%. So in other words, you would have to take everything the Greek economy produces for two years to Gosh. just pay back the debt. It's 210%. For Italy... It's a little bit better than Greece, but it's still 155% of debt. So you would have to really spend more than 18 months in Italy producing everything and paying it back towards the debt. For France, for Spain, it's around 115, 120% debt to mm. GDP. So it's, it's still quite high. But why is it worth it? I mean, I think you talk about in your piece that it's so low, the interest rates that... Now, yeah, that's the function of that ultra-loose monetary policy. Right. So... I mentioned a figure which I just found absolutely startling in my piece. Um, Last year, all European governments issued new debt worth about a trillion euros. That's an awful lot of money. And 
of that debt, 95.5% ended up on the books of the European Central Bank and its subsidiaries. So what it means is... So they is, took the debt from these countries. Exactly. It means that the European Central Bank and all its subsidiaries, like the Bundesbank and the Banca d'Italia, they effectively printed money. They took that new money, central bank money, and purchased government debt on the secondary market. So basically, European governments go into debt and the European Central Bank comes in, soaks it all up and puts it on its balance sheet. And because the European Central Bank is such a massive player in this, I mean, a trillion euros in a year basically soaked up, that means that interest rates on Italian debt are extremely low. Right, so they're racking up more debt because yeah. they don't have to pay well, huge interest rates. Exactly. Just imagine you have a country with debt to GDP of 155%, which is ridiculously high. What kind of interest rates would you expect that government to pay if they go to the capital market and say, can you have a bit more, please? Mm. Well, normally you would think, well, capital markets would tell this government, hey, get your house in order and just start getting your economy to grow again before we give you any more money. And in the meantime, you can pay us 10 or 20%. That is not what's happening in Europe. Mm. What's happening is the opposite. The Italian government pays 0.75% on its... 75 on its 10-year bonds. So, um, I mean... So effectively not paying any of this. Exactly. I mean, um, mortgage holders in New Zealand pay more on their mortgages than the Italian government pays on its (laughs) debt, even though the Italian government is heavily indebted. And they are letting... And and the Italian uh, Italian still... uh, getting in more debt? Are they actually spending? Indeed. Um, And uh, actually, I mean, I mentioned the other figure. So the European Central Bank took 95% of all European new debt on its book for Italy was actually 117%. So they actually took more Italian government debt onto its books than the Italian government actually emitted last year. So they also bought some old Italian government debt. And the whole purpose of this was to drive down Italian interest rates, um, Italian um, government bond yields. And The fear is now, of course, if the European Central Bank withdraws from its ultra-loose monetary policy, so that means putting up interest rates again, finishing the quantitative easing program. It's going to tip Italy. Yeah, what it would mean is that interest rates for Italy, for the Italian government, going to the markets would once again go up, Mm. and um, Italy might not be able to afford that. So currently, of course, even with a highly indebted Italian government, you know, 155% of GDP, they can borrow at 0.75%. If, say, interest rates went up to where they were a decade ago, you know, 3, 4, 5, 6%, you can imagine how much more the mm, Italian government would have to pay. That would trigger the next European debt crisis because right. at some stage the Italian government simply couldn't afford it anymore. And by the way, not just Italy. Even those more stable Central European countries, I mean, look at Germany, for example, would struggle if interest rates went up to where they were just a decade ago. A decade ago, the federal government in Germany paid about 40 billion euros of interest each year on government debt. Today, the federal finance minister in Berlin pays just about 6 billion. And I looked it up, it's actually the lowest level of interest payments for any federal government since the late 1970s. And the reason being is, of course, Germany pays negative interest rates on a lot of its borrowings. So the German Minister of Finance goes to the market, borrows heavily, and pays back less than what he borrowed, which is, of course, extremely pleasant if you're the Minister of Finance, but it's just not a healthy condition. So Germany, if they went back to just the interest rates they had, for example, at the beginning of that decade, 
would pay probably around 30 billion euros more per year. Germany could probably deal with that because actually German debt to GDP is not particularly high compared to Italy. But Italy going back to the markets and paying the normal kind of rate of um, yields on their borrowing, that would break the government in Rome. And that's the dilemma for the ECB. So the ECB now has a catch-22 situation. They see inflation is going up in Europe. They have a mandate to keep prices stable in Europe. So they should actually do something against it. They should really stop with this QE policy. They should um, stop the negative interest rates. They should really try to get inflation under control. But they know that the moment they do that, they really trigger the next European debt crisis. And so what I say in the piece is the European Central Bank probably doesn't dare to do that. Instead... Does that mean the end of the European Central Bank if that was to happen? It it might mean that in the long run. I think what would happen in the first instance is that the European Central Bank would simply pretend that all of these inflation pressures are just temporary. You know, they will go away and uh, at the end of the year, okay, we might reach 4% inflation, but it, that's just temporary. And after that, everything will be fine again. We'll go down to maybe just 1% or 2% and we can continue with the policies we have. I think that's quite wishful thinking because some inflation pressures result, of course, from this ultra-loose monetary policy. So the longer the European Central Bank waits, the worse the problem will be. And I think ultimately that day of reckoning will come. Right. And when do you predict this, Oliver? I simply don't know. (laughs) Um, And I think no one… And will it affect New Zealand? Well, yeah, I think if the Eurozone falls apart, of course, it will affect New Zealand, Mm. it will affect anyone because it's such a big economy. But what would happen, of course, is if we had a massive monetary crisis, a crisis that actually goes beyond just Greece, which was enough, of course, to trigger massive panic in the markets just a decade ago. But if it's a crisis where the Italian government simply can't pay its debt anymore, where Italy at some stage might be forced out of the Eurozone because they can't survive in the corset of Europe's monetary union, that would be a massive crisis. They might have to reintroduce um, a national currency, a new lira, whatever you want to call it. It would probably bring the end to that European monetary project. And yes, it would be the end of the European Central Bank and it would trigger an almighty financial, monetary and banking catastrophe in Europe. Okay, right. If you would like to read a little bit more about this, um, Oliver's latest newsroom column is on our website. Um, Thank you, Oliver, and I'm sure we'll be following uh, this for quite some time. Thanks, Jersey. 